Greetings. Hello, everybody. Welcome to For the Record Podcast, episode number 95. Happy Wednesday. Really happy to be getting back on a normal schedule with these and getting these out. I am exhausted, but uh, it's all worth it. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Um, This episode was, as of course, always brought to you by our lovely sponsors at audible.com. Over 180,000 audiobook titles for you to choose from, ranging from nearly every genre. Uh, They have, uh, there's incredible selections you can choose. I've talked about this before, but I uh, actually read Born a Crime, uh, the autobiography from uh, Trevor Noah, who's the host of The Daily Show on Comedy Central, and um, it's fantastic. It just, it opens up a whole new medium and a whole new way of reading and hearing stories. So I highly recommend it. Um, to sign up for a free trial and get a free audiobook, uh, you get one free audiobook if you sign up through audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. This episode is with um, a duo called Wayfarers, W-A-Y-F-A-R-E-R-S, for those that um, are driving and can't look at their phone. Don't look at your phone. Watch the road. I swear to God. Fucking watch the road. Do not text and drive. Do not use your phone. Um, sorry, that was a little bit aggr- a little bit aggressive. I'm so sorry. But seriously, don't do it. Um, anyway, um, they're an indie pop group that was really... They were really great to talk to. Uh, the group was made up of Katie Cecil and Anthony Purpura. Katie was in a band called KSM that was actually on Walt Disney and Buena Vista Records. This was during like the Demi Lovato and Jonas Brothers era of Disney Channel. So um, it was really interesting to hear her talk about um, her, her time playing music during that. And, and then you have Anthony, who was in bands like For the Foxes, who were on Hopeless Records, and Stereo Skyline, who were on Columbia Records. Two kind of poppy, um, like pop rock bands. Um, and it was really... It was fascinating to hear how they came together, how uh, their song Kings and uh, Just Our Style came about. We put Kings on at the end of this episode for you to check out. Um, it was all around a great chat. Um, so I've done the intro, and we're going to jump right into this. This is episode number 95 of For the Record with Wayfarers. Just about to start this, I think the call dropped a couple times, but we are uh, we're recording. We're good to go. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, I guess I wanted the first thing I kind of want to start with on this is just talking about. I mean, there's the obvious questions you guys have probably been asked a, a lot at this point of how did you um, how did you end up meeting? How did you come together? But you both met from two rather different groups um katie you were in a 
uh, a, a Walt Disney Buena Vista Records uh, rock band, and then Anthony, you were in For the Foxes and Stereo Skyline. How does how do you two how how did those paths converge? Basically, how does that how does that come together? Well, um, we had a mutual friend, someone who was in Stereo Skyline with me like a long time ago. He like moved out here, and uh, him and Katie were friends, and he introduced us like. At a party one day. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... That, that's how Anthony and I met. Um, <laughs> we the, the band with KSM ended a really long time ago. I think we broke up in 2010. Yeah. So that was just, I mean, obviously a lot happens in seven years. Um, <laughs> but I met kevin because we played a show together he used to be the lead singer of uh like anthony said a band called stereo skyline we did a show together at a yeah. house of blues and and i i don't even know where actually um he was in boston boston <laughs> i think it was boston <laughs> um well there you go anthony knows anthony knows more about me than i know fair enough um but yeah, so we did that show. We met me and Kevin, and we became very good friends. And he lived in on on Long Island. And okay, Anthony, quick question: Is it on Long Island or is it in Long Island? I keep going back on, and forth about that. On Long Island. On Long Island. That feels so weird to say. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, he he lived on the Long Island, uh, and then he moved out here to LA, and Anthony came to visit him because they've known each other forever. Um, and Anthony's band for the Foxes was done a while back, also. So we've just yeah. been respectively working on music in our um, in our own ways. Um, and Kevin introduced us when we were at a party, and we just kind of clicked uh, musically. Um, I think I was in town with for the Foxes too. And oh we, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talked about like starting oh, a band, and we're like, yeah, cool. For sure. Um, well, I, I have to say, I did. Um, I do remember listening to Stereo Skyline. I don't think I ever saw you guys, but I do remember listening a lot because I, I liked. Uh, yeah. yeah, I liked that kind of like pop, um, that kind of pop rock. It was, it was very fun to yeah, listen yeah. to. I was, so I was in it in the very early days. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Very nice. But yeah, they were good back. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. They they really were. And um, well, so okay, so it's at this point where you you come together, you meet you meet at a party, you start working on your own kind of projects, and then you come together. Where in this process then does um just uh, excuse me, where does just our style come into play at that point? Oh, uh, that was the second song we did. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the, yeah, that was the second song we did. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was just like a bunch of bouncing off ideas. Uh, we worked with like a producer and stuff. And since I was on the East Coast and she was here, uh, we would just like send like random guitar riffs and vocal melodies back and forth. And uh, yeah, we time, yeah. we actually had. Um, sorry, Anthony, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, we yeah, we actually had another song that we did before um, for just our style, and it ended up. We, like, totally planned on that being, like, our first single, and we just listened to it, like, over and over and over, and there was something about it that just didn't really feel right, and so we, we 
it kind of sucked actually because we like put we spent a lot of time working on it. We put a lot of effort into it, especially with the whole being on opposite sides of the country. It's a little more challenging, and I think a little bit more work has to go into it because we have to wait. You know, you know, Anthony is busy at a different time because of the time difference, and we gotta like wait until each of us can like be in the studio doing stuff. Um, but then we finished the song and we were like, ah, guys, I think we're just past this. And we completely started over and then that's how just our style came about. For sure. No, it's all, I mean, that's, I, it, one of the things that I talked about was someone who did this, um, who I interviewed the other day. We talked a lot about how you always plan something out you make this grand plan for how things are going to go. And then it just never it never goes the way you intend and not not for the not for the worst just for just kind of the way that it goes but um it's kind of interesting to hear you say how you had this first song planned and then you listened to it over and over and it just you went with the second song because that worked better yeah right you can't really make too much of a plan i think we we learned that just never know what happens definitely um so yeah <laughs> so with the song Kings, um, where did, uh, how did the idea for the, for this track come about in terms of the style of it, any of the lyrics, uh, the way that it just kind of it comes across? Because I don't want to say that it's indie pop. I mean, it kind of has that feel to it, but it definitely, it, it's got, I, I can't quite put my finger on what I would call it. I'm, I'm not huge into coming up with genre names. I'm not very good at it, but I just, it, uh, it has, there's something about it. That's just very, it's reminiscent of something. Um, but I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Wait. Oh, wait, no, what was the question? I'm sorry. Oh no, it was, oh, sorry. How did it come? Yeah. <laughs> Phone interviews are always harder because you can't ever see the the person. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're all good. <laughs> oh, uh, how did that song come about? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it started with just like that that funky baseline in the beginning. I'm, I'm also sorry. I'm getting lost. Are we talking about kings or are we talking about just our style? Sorry, kings. Uh, kings. kings. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sounded like we were still talking about just our style. Sorry, <laughs> I talk a shit ton, so and I ramble That's for a okay. while, so I apologize. <laughs> but no, yeah, okay. yeah, Sorry. we're talking about kings. <laughs> well, yeah, it started with that like funky baseline, and we we're like, oh, this is cool, and then we kind of just like build up, and then wanted to do something that's like our own, but still relevant with like a disco-y '70s vibe, kinda. Yeah, I think that um, like with the whole like Bruno Mars taking over the the world right now. Um, I mean, I, he always has been since he started, but yeah. he's got like that very funky, like um, almost like a throwback type of sound, you know. And uh, his song like Twenty Four Karat Magic is really cool and has those same like funky things. And we were like, how can we? I mean, we dig that, and we were like, how can we kind of like filter some of those same vibes while still keeping it like pop and relevant like anthony said to like our genre of music um but like kind of be a little riskier with it and um experiment a little bit more so yeah like we started with that baseline and just worked with a cool team with a bunch of different ideas on like the different bells that we could add and get that like throwback sound um but still making it pop enough and, and dancey enough. 
Definitely. Um, well, so was this a track that was just specifically planned to be a single or is there an EP or an album of any kind in the works? Cause some, sometimes, well, cause sometimes I'll talk to artists where it's just a single and it's just like, we just want to put out a track, but then other times it's, uh, just the, I guess the early beginnings of, uh, of, of an EP release or an album. Uh, we don't, we don't really have like a plan for an album or an EP. I mean, like we have enough songs for it, but we're kind of just, on that, like, we're just, we just want to put out singles. Yeah. You know, just put out. Yeah. I think that. Truly believe our best. Yeah. And I think that it kind of like helps to stay current when mm-hmm. um, you're just putting out a song as soon as it's finished and ready, you just get it out there instead of having to wait until some sort of release date that's eight months away. And, and then you're like, well, yeah. I'm not sure if that's going to. Cause the music industry is constantly changing and evolving. And, yep. <laughs> um, I mean, like, look at Lady Gaga. Like, she started with very, very basic pop stuff, and now she's doing, like, country. Like, yeah. it changes It changes so fast that you have to keep up if you want to keep people engaged. Um, and also, I think that, um, I think, well, John Mayer just did this recently where he started releasing his album in four-song segments. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, he did that EP release. Um, where it's like right, four songs right. at a time, yeah. Exactly, and I think he's really, really smart for doing that because he puts his heart and soul into his music, and, and we do too, and obviously it's a little bit different for us, um, but we don't want to just waste any music by putting everything out all at once and then some tracks getting spotlight and then other tracks being completely ignored when we really put a lot of effort into each and every one of them yeah um so i think that john mayer kind of did the same thing and is is smart for saying okay pay attention to these four first then pay attention to these four so that each and every song has its own recognition and respect yeah, I think it's interesting how there are artists like, you'll see artists like John Mayer who will do something like that where they release a few songs at a time or a single at a time. And then there's artists that are within, whether it's, I, I've only really seen it within the rock world, but the there's artists I've seen release um, like three albums at a time, but they'll do it like one month after the other. And I'm just kind of sitting there like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to digest all of this material because you, they just kind of throw it out all at once. So I think it's interesting. Right, and yeah. you're, you're overwhelmed. You yeah. Know? I mean, it can be a great artist, but it, I mean, it's still, it's a lot of material to take in all at once. So I thought John Mayer's, um, his tactic at it was super interesting. And I'm curious to see, um, I mean, so far the reaction has been good. So hopefully um, it pays off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let me, let me ask you guys this, um, given that you were in different acts before, um, Wayfarer started, um, Katie coming from, a, a, I guess more of a Disney world of things and, um, Anthony coming from the, the pop rock, uh, I guess I, I, I don't know if for the foxes and stereo skyline did tours like warped or kind of within that world of, of pop rock bands and things like that. What were you each able to take away from touring and doing and and working within those worlds that you were able to apply to um, working together in Wayfarers? Like whether it was something you learned musically about yourself as people, whatever the case, whatever the case was. Uh, I think for for me at least, like when you're touring, because for the fact you toured like 
pretty consistently. Uh, you just like being with the same person every single day, like playing the same songs. Like you learn how to like really connect as a group in a band, and then like being in different places every day. You like and seeing how everyone and everything is so different, and it like kind of humbles you a little bit. Like yeah, we're on the road playing music. Like people would love this love to do this so it kind of just like makes you appreciate what you're actually doing yeah um i have to completely agree with that and um i mean in my uh experience it was definitely um we were very young so i mean i was touring when i was 15 years old um so i was kind of almost forced to grow up pretty quickly, which is not a bad thing, but um, I had to learn how to juggle a lot of different things at once and be very responsible and take care of myself while you're living this insanely crazy life, like um, doing two shows a day sometimes because we did two tours at the same, simultaneously. We did a, a high school tour and uh, an arena tour and playing in front of like like tens of thousands of people um, and being with five girls sharing a same bathroom, that's definitely a learning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just learning to like, you know, have respect for one another and, and be a part of something that's no longer just you. It's almost like being on, I mean, somebody else who's not a musician could probably relate like by, you know, any kind of sport where you're part of like a team effort and you have to like listen and be open to like listening to other people's ideas. Um, it's it's very chaotic, and it's like you have to like learn to kind of go with the flow a bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, I got to see lots of cool things, and I was very I'm very grateful for having all of those experiences and just realizing all the people that come out to support you. I think that's another really big thing too is that when you're face to face with a ton of people that are there cheering you on. Um, you get a visual reality check of how many people there are out there that love what you do, and it just inspires you to keep going. It's way different to see yeah. it to see it through like social media postings and Facebook likes and and Twitter mentions and whatever it is, and then it's a totally di- it's a it's totally different to see that and then to actually be in person and be like. Holy shit! You're real. You're actually you're supporting That's us. Exactly. Like people's names that are popping up on your Instagram, commenting, being like, "Oh, we love your music. It's okay. It's awesome. Don't get me wrong. That's amazing." Mm-hmm. And we are really like every single one of those comments mean a lot to us. But then you see it in person, and and when people actually like take the time out of their day to come buy a ticket to your show come to see you live when it might be a Tuesday night and they've got work in the morning and they're there supporting you. Like that takes a little bit more effort for someone to do that than just to follow you on Instagram and like your posts or listen to your music even, you know, to actually like come out and show up. That's why we want to get on tour so bad yeah it's you're creating a relationship with the people that you're that are going to be supporting you essentially i mean if it if it's a career that sticks and it's something i mean if it's something that you want to do for the rest of your life it's you're you're building those relationships and that that i mean that that there it is <laughs> yeah without 
without like fans and stuff like it was just an, another band with guitars in our living room you know so without like fans coming out to your shows and like supporting you and us engaging and we really have nothing definitely um um in, i mean in your opinion do you think that do you think that using stuff like social media like using instagram and facebook and and twitter and all these things do you think that it can maybe not not necessarily ruin the experience but maybe warp it a little bit with a live show or do you think that it it, it can help it in the, in the long term because sometimes i mean i i hear kind of both sides of it but i'm curious to know what you guys think on it well i definitely because so when i first like started playing music there was no it was just like my space and nobody really like not everyone had one or whatever so like, yeah. we'd be outside of random local shows or mm -hmm. outside of someone's big show just handing out flyers and stuff but I think with social media now, it's, like, way easier to get your stuff out there to, like, a broader fan base, you know? And uh, it just makes it easier to connect with, like, people on a personal level and all that stuff. So I definitely think it helps. Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, I love social media. I, I have been – I've worn many hats in the past, like, 10 years, and – at one point, I actually tried to be a social media director for a clothing line, and I love it. I think it's so genius, all the different ways that you can connect with somebody and give them. People always are going to want more of you and if, if, or, or more of what they're into. So if I'm like a, somebody's number one fan, I'm never going to be upset if they show more and more and more behind the scenes and more content, you can just keep going. It's an infinite, um, I don't even know how to say it. It's just, it's infinite. The social, the amount of content you can give to people is just never ending and, and they love it and they're going to eat it up no matter what. So I think it's given us the opportunity to really like connect with people and talk with people and be more personable and show our personalities a little bit more. And sure, it totally takes out like the mystery of being like, oh, I'm a mysterious rock star, but like, to eat his own, you know? Definitely. Um, well, I realized, so I had an epiphany when Anthony said something uh, a minute ago. It was that I just realized that it's been ages since I've ever been to a show and seen a band flyering outside and handing out flyers. It's all social media invites now. And it's weird yeah. to think about that because, like, I mean, back in the day when it was MySpace, you didn't have a choice. And of course, before that, when there really wasn't internet for any of this, but I don't know, that was just that's super weird to think about. It's been ages since I've seen a band walking around handing out their CD at a show, and rather than just, I, it's, it's all like, hey, uh, follow my band on Instagram, and like you get a, a direct message or a follow and from And check page. us out on Spotify. Yes, it, that's yeah. the new line, yeah. Um, Oh, it's, that's there was no streaming then either. Like you couldn't stream songs. You had to buy them or steal them off LimeWire or something. Does this mean we're old? Oh my gosh, it might. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't help it. You know what um, I said yesterday? This is totally off topic. No, what's up? Um, yesterday, my friend texted me and was like, "Hey, like, what are you doing tonight? I think that." Um, so-and-so is having a party, but, like, not a party. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Do you mean a tic-tac? 
Oh. And he was like, I have not heard that term in like 10 years. <laughs> and I used to feel so cool being like, oh yeah, Andrew's having a kickback. <laughs> like where it's like a party, but it's only like, Wait. it's an exclusive party to like 10 people that are like yeah. the real ones you want to hang out with. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. That's so, man. Oh, we are yeah, old. Anyway, Spotify streaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, it's totally cool. Um, well, Music yeah, well, we're almost at a close with this. I guess uh, to wrap this up, I'll um, I'll bring out the closing questions. I give this preface just because um, I close out every interview I do with um, musicians with these two questions. They're rather broad, but they I feel like they kind of sum everything up in a nice way. So uh, the first question is, what kind of message, if you have one, would you like fans to walk away with after listening to your music? I like this question. Uh, I have a good one. Pick me, pick me. You go. Okay, okay. Uh, you, go. yes. Okay, um, my hand, I raised my hand too, so I'm being polite. Um, Perfect. I think that life is meant to be like not taken way too seriously, and I think we're all put here to like have a blast and go through our entire lives just like being super happy and having a ton of fun and dancing whenever we feel like it and like rocking out, even if that means you kind of look like a fool, and I'll be the first person to do that no matter what, uh-huh. because I make myself look like an idiot. And we want people to feel that way when they listen to our songs. We want them to, you know, feel like you're unstoppable. And who cares if anyone's watching you? Just, like, get up, chance, have a good time, and, like, feel good, you know? Do what you want. Yeah. Do what you want. Awesome. Um, and lastly, uh, you both might have different answers for this, um, but what does music mean to you? Everything. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, 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 yeah, definitely everything, because music just influences like our whole life. You know, like our career choices, our feelings. Like when I'm feeling sad, I listen to sad music, and when I'm feeling happy, I listen to happy. Music. You know, music will always be there. Yeah, I I mean, I actually do have to agree with Anthony. Like, it's my life, so I don't really know anything else. Um, mm-hmm. No matter what, like, it's, it's always there for you. Um, it, and it can make you feel so many different things. It can put you in a great mood when you're feeling down, or it can do the opposite, you know, if you're listening to a sad song. Um, but... It's definitely something I feel like you can always fall back on. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. That was a perfect way to close this out. And lastly, where can uh, where can people find Wayfarers and you guys online? Uh, at, it's at Wayfarers on Instagram and Facebook and at Wayfarers Rock on Twitter. And our Spotify, you just have to search Wayfarers and go listen to our new song, King. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. It was an absolute pleasure to speak with you. And um, I'll send this over when it's ready to go, and we'll push the single and all that good stuff. Thank you so much. Awesome. It was great talking to you. Um, uh, Yeah. Take care. Be in touch. Thanks so much, dude. No worries. All right. Bye. Bye. That final level, we hit the floor. 
Thanks for tuning in, guys. This episode of For the Record Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, your premier source for all your online audiobook needs. To sign up for a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook, visit audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo.